This is Ozmaker of Victrix Pro, and you are listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one rated podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova. I'm coming at you with another amazing interview. And today, man, this is going to be amazing because I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing the one and only Ozan Maker, a.k.a. Oz Maker of Vitrix Pro. Now, this man has over 15 plus years in the video games industry. He's worked with PDP or performance design products. He's worked with Mad Cats, Nokia, and more. And currently, he's with Vitrix Pro and they are disrupting the esports scene by making meaningful technological innovations and elegant design products by giving you top quality and the best results. And with their current line of products with the Vitrix Pro FS and the headset, man, I'm telling you, this is the revolutionary game changer. Now, if you're ready to do it, I'm ready to do it. Let's go ahead and welcome Ozmaker onto the show. All right, and welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I am honored to have the one and only Ozmaker on the show. Oz, go ahead and introduce yourself and let people know where they can find you. Tell them about Vitrix, the amazing company that's just, it's, it's taken the, the fighting game and engineering world by storm. And yeah, yeah. Wow, cool. Well, thanks for having me, Casanova. <laughs> it's my honor actually to be on your podcast. Uh, my name is Ozmaker. I'm a Turkish American uh, living in San Diego for the about 20 years. Uh, I did live in Los Angeles, Hong Kong, a couple other cities, but mostly uh, spend my adult life here awesome. in San Diego. I'm head of Victrix Pro, a new esports startup hardware company located in San Diego. We, uh, you know, it's a, it's a collection of engineers, artists, product managers, dreamers in gaming, <laughs> <laughs> and try to do our best. Um, and uh, while I was pretty hidden <laughs> all my career, uh, now that we're doing this Victrix thing, so like the PR companies and stuff, they want me to kind of be out there up front, kind of be the you know vocal advocate of our brand. So I'm recently on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, six, eight months ago. Uh, Maker Oz is my Twitter. I mainly use that for, you know, company business. Okay. Yeah, that's where I am. Yeah, and um, yeah, let, let's just dive into uh, Vitrix. Uh, how did that come about? Like, what was the uh, the genesis of the company? Very good. Um, so, well, Vitrix Pro, Vitrix. I mean, we actually come up with the name. It was a quite an ordeal uh, to come up with a name. I don't know. Do you did you look into it? Many people don't know this but like when you when i when you say victrix 
Do you know what it means? It's a, like a Latin uh, word. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm not familiar with the, the Latin version you know, of it. Most, uh, I'll tell you, man. I mean, we, we do pretty hard developments and, you know, solve difficult puzzles every day. <laughs> a name for a company, for a business, um, it's pretty grueling because, you know, mainly because everything is taken. You know, it's kind of hard to put together pronounceable words and trademark them for a business. Yeah. But anyway, so Victrix means Victor in Latin. You know that movie Gladiator? You know, yeah. Russell Crowe slays that last German in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Roma Victor. In reality, they would have yelled Roma Victrix 2,000 years ago. Now, oh. the caveat, however, is, you know, Vict Victrix means a female victor. Uh, and, you know, since they are the soldiers of Roma, and Roma is a female persona. Mm -hmm. So our company, I would like to think, have a female persona. So this women deity that we're trying to please. And also, like, we have a female billionaire that gave us a bunch of money to uh, to do some of these products. <laughs> a little bit of homage to that. Uh, we build these high-end products at, a, at factories that no humans touch, you know. Uh, there are certain tasks that you cannot even, you know, the human hands simply are inferior to machines. Mm -hmm. there's, a, uh, there's another female boss that helps us make these in a very high-end automated facility. A little bit of her, my wife, I'm trying to impress with everything I do. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the origin of the name. Um, but yeah, we are, we are out just recently. You're kind of hearing our products coming up. But uh, we've been working uh, diligently on Victrix since 2015. When uh, when I got some support from uh, the previous company I was working for, PDP Performance Design Products, to go and start a esports focused uh, product line, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, because competitive gaming esports is in you know we are kind of getting into this golden age, perhaps, or you know, we don't know actually what the potential is, but. You know, three years ago, four years ago, it was evident that esports was going to be big uh, and, you know, more money will flow to it. It's going to get more structured because this is what 18 to 35-year-olds, millennials, want to watch. You know, they are very savvy mm -hmm. and want to, you know, so they wanted to follow their favorite teams and their games uh, played at the highest level. So uh, our answer to this was, you know, you know, every other company out there essentially kind of adopted their strategies for esports. I mean, there, there hasn't been a company, I believe, before Victrix that was born into esports, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody just maybe try to pull their expensive product. Okay, so this is the highest end one. It should be good for uh, esports players. Uh, but we kind of took a different thinking. I mean, we kind of taken everything back to the whiteboard and said, so what do these guys really want? You know, let's go talk to them, find them, and let's understand their needs and um, likes, dislikes, um, and kind of identify certain ca product categories. Headsets uh, was the first one because, uh, I mean, I, I was coming hot, kind of making, working on headsets, um, and, you know, I, I knew there was a lot of lacking in the headset category. Mm -hmm. So... We went and talked to a bunch of players in Halo, in Call of Duty circuits mainly. Mm -hmm. Asked them what they like. 
you know, they want, you know, they said, you know, they want a comfortable, lightweight headset. Uh, and what's your problem with your gear? Every, almost unanimously, everybody complained about their microphones. Yeah. And, uh, and then you ask the question, like, okay, so what's the problem with the microphone then? You know, what are the pinch points? What makes a headset uncomfortable? You ask these questions. I have um, a, a very motivated, young, and kind of brave uh, set of engineers. I'm lucky to to have them. You know, we we are a close knit team. So yeah, we we take all those questions, all those feedback, and then uh, work with very good uh, work with a very good design company from LA uh, and come up with Pro AF, our first product. And um, you know, in in product development. When you, you know, I mean, obviously you prototype, I mean, there's all these stages of developments you go through. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, you need to run a, a, a significant a beta. And the larger the beta group, the better it is. So we wanted to do, since it's a, a high-end product, it has features like noise cancelling, but it's optimized for that esports venue, that loud event venue. We are in San Diego. We found some uh, military tech that we can adopt uh, here. So we took like the microphone mm-hmm. that the microphone we use on the Pro AF is actually developed for Apache attack helicopter in the 80s. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's, and it's this noise filter. I don't know if you, if you fly in a helicopter before, but they are unpressurized and yeah. they sit next to the uh, motor and it gets really, really loud. So it's like 120 decibels loud. So I mean, you know, an operator needs to be needs to be intelligible in an mm-hmm. environment like that. So uh, yeah, military developed a mic filter. Uh, it's it's simple. Most most of the time, good solutions, good product solutions are actually very simple and elegant. You know, sometimes you don't have to overthink uh, how to solve problems. So anyway, so we you know we looked at it. And it was a patent, but it was expired. And um, yeah, we said let's. This is a good way to make a microphone. We took it and uh, adopted on our on our headset. But besides that, you know, the gamer said, you know, oh, I want to hear myself more. I want to, you know, be able to boost my microphone gain. You know, stuff like that. Some of some some of the feedback uh, you get like directly. I wish my headset did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in some cases, they just don't know what they want. Really, it's just they they describe the end <laughs> result to you. And we kind of found some uh, solutions for it. And, yeah, I mean, Pro AF was ready. Um, let's see. Uh, beginning of, well, late 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were ready to do a beta test. You know, we did a closed alpha test. And we were ready for the beta. And we just built a couple hundred headsets and uh, put them in a nice beta box and called it, you know, this is not a sale. This product is not for sale on it. We wrote in big letters, mm-hmm. and uh, and then um, looked at the calendar. What's you know what show what event is coming up? TwitchCon was the next big event in Long Beach at the time. Mm-hmm. So we went to TwitchCon. Uh, you know, just kind of demoed the headsets on the floor. Kind of you know did a website to collect uh, beta applicants. So we wanted to kind of give this in the hands of the people we designed it for. Like so, like the streamers. Pro gamers, you know, and we went back to the COD uh, community uh, and then kind of went to their events, set up a boot camp or like a demo station and just kind of, you know, said, hey, you know, we, we talked to you a couple of years ago and here is the end result. Now, why don't you help us test this? Mm-hmm. So we gave the, gave the product back to the people who gave us the feedback 
And kind of, I, you know, I've been working in gaming uh, 18, 19 years almost, and I've never <laughs> been in a, I've launched many products. I've never been in a viral uh, um, situation before. I, I would like to think that, you know, that's periods, that first part of 2018, mm -hmm. where we running the Pro-AF beta, was a wonderful time uh, to experience because, I mean, the product really connected with those people. I mean, they really said, wow, this, this is exactly what I was waiting for. Um, and so they got behind the product. So it kind of creates this organic, very authentic, you know, excitement behind the product. That's, uh, you know, I mean, you know how internet works. You know, there are always bigger, bigger influencers with more followers. Yeah. So you know, some of those guys said, hey, wait a minute, how can I get in on this beta? So, you know, we were getting requests left and right to, to join our beta. And, um, yeah, by, by March, uh, you know, we, the beta was ongoing and it was, you know, very well received. The product was working very good for its intended purpose. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we opened the pre-orders uh, and started shipping in June 2018, you know, about nine months ago. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's been going well uh, since then. Headset was our first product, ProAF, but we have a we have a, ro a roadmap, product roadmap uh, of several years, and uh, and then we've been working already obviously on the fight stick that you uh, you are more familiar with, and then uh, we have a we have a team amp, a personal audio device for streamers coming coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are some unreleased, unannounced products as well, but. It's exciting. I'm I'm very happy to be in this journey with with Victrix, and I'm uh, very proud of the team that makes it happen. I mean the 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 quality of the products that you guys are making. I've I've uh, some friends that have used it. You know, from Rob from Insurgo and uh, my friend Justin Wong, and even the uh, the YouTuber in, uh, Nihongo Gamer. They've all been telling uh, yeah. me like how amazing like the fight stick feels and i know rob was telling me like the headset is it's amazing i was like how clear is the audio are we talking like turtle beach style clarity or are we talking astro amp you know a50 or a40 style he said dude this is this is sennheiser level quality i was <laughs> like oh my god i need to hear that because <laughs> i you know i'm an audiophile because I, I you know between the the podcast i do also do uh music creation as well and mixing and to hear yeah. that this is you know a gaming quality headset or a gaming headset is on the level of a sennheiser I, I, that blew my mind i'm like yeah I, I need to talk to these guys <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for that yeah and we can we can arrange that for sure for you to experience our products thank you um, yeah, I mean, but it takes a lot. I mean, see, we are, we are getting compared to these companies, uh, in gaming and, and that's natural, normal, mm -hmm. because that's what the, you know, the benchmark is or the standard is. However, really in development too, looking back, we actually, um, weren't looking up to those, you know, we weren't, we weren't trying to best these other companies in gaming. We were trying to build something aspirational, something that's, uh, like in the case of the headset, for example, mm -hmm. I mean, look, really looking up to some of the aviation headsets because, you know, early on we identified the way a pilot uses a headset and a gamer uses a headset, you know, very similar. They, you know, they both have, you know, communication needs, the microphone performance, the loud environment, all these are, um, you know, similar situations. Mm -hmm. So we, we were trying to make a, you know, an aviation headset with, 
gaming features in it, frankly. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so it takes uh, you know it's kind of it takes a lot to put these <laughs> together. So they're expensive. I'm gonna share with you uh, because I've I've made consumer grade products all my career, and there is this rule of fourth, uh, I don't know if you heard this, but essentially it, it, it means that if something costs 100 bucks in Target, mm-hmm. it usually costs $25 to make that product mm-hmm. uh, for the company, you know, for the brands. Yeah. Because if they make it for 25 they sell it to Target for 50 make their margin, and then Target sells it to you for 100 making their 50 bucks their margin. Mm-hmm. And that's how the how the retail brick and mortar this this whole world works. Now, you know that's why when you are when you are making a mass market consumer product, that's where that's your starting point. You identify a gap in the market. You you say, all right, so I'm making a hundred fifty dollar product. Mm-hmm. So that means I got like thirty thirty five dollars to work with, and then you have a budget, and you always have these limitations. So. Um, with Victrix, it's essentially it's an experiment. Mm-hmm. We uh, we said, all right, so let's forget the the retail, you know, the targets, buyers, margin expectations. In fact, the products we are going to make are not are not products that you stumble on at Target, anyways, or Best Buys or whatever, mm-hmm. all and more. So let's build something to spec. Let's build something aspirational, and let's not cut a single corner. That was the starting point. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about, uh, you know, cost saving or you know, cost efficiencies in the in the back. So we found the, you know, best materials. We asked the question like, what would make the the lightest but the most you know the strongest frame? You know, so you kind of get into metals, aircraft grade, grade aluminum. Even within the metals, there are uh, you know quality grades. So we opt for the highest ends of the materials. You know, microphones that we use. In noise cancellation, for example, they are made by a Japanese company called Primo, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's an electret, uh, say like an analog microphone, mm-hmm. or millimeters. Normally, you can buy a microphone now, like in a. I don't want to name companies. I don't like bashing on competition or other companies, but like the general, a, a regular gaming headset that you can buy in Walmart or wherever, it has a microphone electret unit that costs that company about twenty cents, and it gets what? the job. Yeah, so and it's and it gets the job done. This is I'm talking about that small, you know, piece that picks up your, you know, so but there's this Japanese company called Primo. Mm-hmm. They sell an electric microphone uh for $4 a piece. <laughs> and uh, and and when you ask them really, I mean like it's just a huge price gap. I mean obviously the signals to noise ratio is very important, the quality. But in essence their cost you know, the reason uh, it costs a lot too because like to make one, these guys like throw away like 19 microphones, so that the defect rate is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do take a risk in the development of that part to make it like to fit that spec, and they have a very high, to- uh, very, very low tolerance and a very high aim for that product quality. So you pay for 19 other microphones when you get that one perfect one, you know. Um, so that reflects in their price, um, like us too. So we, you know, we picked every material, every, you know, like the ear cushions, the fabrics, the foams that go in it, mm-hmm. and then you know all that tallied up to a price point, right? So it it was like, you know, that's how much it costs, and it costs a lot. 
And then we said, all right, so then what if we sold this, so cut the middleman, cut the retailers, just let's put it on our website and try to price this as aggressively as we can. You know, just enough, we'll, we'll make our profit, of course. We are not charity. We want to we wanna, you know, have a successful business. But we also are not greedy. I mean, we, we try to price these products very, very aggressively at a fair price point. But uh, by cutting the retailers, you know, others that are in the middle, we were able to kind of hit these price points. So when, so when now people tell us, oh, $350 for a stick, that's pretty steep. True, but believe me, if we were going to this rules of forts with these products, that stick would have been uh, eight, seven, eight hundred dollars, or this headset would have been over five hundred dollars. So I'm pretty. Um, I mean, we are paving new ground here. Um, some people in consumer electronics are maybe used to this this type of price points, mm-hmm. but a gaming headset or a gaming controller is a very advanced piece of hardware, actually. And there's a lot uh, goes in it. Um, I'm sure the customers who kind of get their hands on it, I mean, you already see, they, they, they do appreciate it. I encourage people to, you know, buy these iron products, but they will last longer versus like, you know, breaking and changing your headsets every other year. I mean, I always say this, these are the last products you will need. Because yeah, I'm noticing like with my, because uh, even like with the headphones I'm using now, I'm using a... Um... Uh, a V Moda, uh, uh, the M100s, and I've had yeah. these headphones for, I want to say at least six six years, and right. I've never had to change them. But when it comes to like using gaming headphones, I mean, it's like you said, like the you're changing it every other year. Like I've gone, like my current gaming headset right now is the Astro A40 Tournament Ready Edition, yeah. and even that one, I've not even had this thing for not even six months and it's already going one-sided and before that i had turtle beaches i've had you know the monster gaming headphones i've had all these different headphones and and when i was talking to rob from insergo and he was telling me he's like man you you need this he's like you're going to be content with it i'm like i need that (laughs) i I don't care what the price is and and, and that's just how i am like I, i don't mind price i care about quality if it's if it works and it does everything I want it to do and exceeds that and does more, fine. I don't care what the price is. Take my money. <laughs> see, see, I mean, you're you're on the absolutely the right you know type of customer we wanna we wanna we wanna meet too because uh, and this is a changing thing. Like my generation was a little bit different. I mean, I think quantity had more virtue over quality, but I think you know. I, you know, this millennial, it's 18 to 35, this, this, this gen definitely appreciates quality more. I mean, he would rather save his money and buy a better product than just kind of spend it on crap. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah we appreciate that. We're bank, we're <laughs> literally banking on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I, I think you guys would be incredibly successful with it. I mean, you, there's nothing but good press that I've heard from everyone I know that's used it from the headset to the fight stick, like, you know, uh, Justin Wong was telling me when I was talking to him about the, uh, or asked him about the fight stick. He said, man, this is the the way it feels. It just screams premium. I'm like, is it like the, you know, like a razor fight stick or a hoary one? I mean, no disrespect to those either, but yeah, he's like, no, he's like, dude, this is just, he said, you've got to feel this. He's like, he, he compared it. No, not him. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was him. Yeah, it was him. 
he said he compared it to using like a standard laptop and then going to like a print like a macbook yeah Pro. he said it's just it's sleek it feels good the weight's perfect response time is great he said there's almost nothing like this so yeah and the similar similar with, with in the fight stick too i mean he actually feels that way too justin because he has a say in it i mean we just like the headset, you know, Justin was a beta tester for the stick, and it wasn't there. I mean, Justin actually was very critical of you know early stage beta sticks. He uh, gave us great feedback, great notes, and um, yeah, I mean, with his input and other players, uh, we were able to kind of bring it to the current states, the Pro FS. Um, but yeah, no, it's I mean, Justin is sponsored now recently, so I mean, he gets paid by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you know, I mean, others will say, you know, oh, I mean, he gets paid to say these. But, no, I mean, he, I mean, the reason he wanted to work with us, too, because, like, here's a brand, here's a company that I like to get behind. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of, you know, because we ask the right questions. I mean, you know, how can we make better? How is there, a, is there for improvement in fight sticks? Uh, you know, and, and there was slightly. I mean, again, like you said, no, no shade to their fantastic hardware out there. Razer did a good job. Uh, Comba did a fantastic job with Obsidian. Uh, and before that, you know, like uh, Madcats. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I used to be I'm a Madcats alum. I used to work there. Um, and Markman is a is a good friend. I mean, he do, he's done a fantastic job along with the team at Madcats at the time. You know, Chris Carroll. He's a product manager for the stick. He died a couple of years uh, last year. May he rest in peace. Lawrence, the designer. I mean, they've. I mean, that is see, that 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 hardware. I mean, I, I think without that kind of hardware, you know, we couldn't have done what we've done because that those served as a kind of benchmark. Yeah. Here are the right things about all these fight sticks. You know, so you know what is you know with the kind of growth of the sports and you know the. the changing needs of the players like to take the travel for example i mean 10 15 years ago you know players more mostly were in their locals or kind of limited travel now you have uh players you know travel all around the world for the entire year uh every two weeks competing at an events so their gear kind of needs to you know match them match their pace so we kind of looked at those arenas try to make the you know best stick we can awesome awesome and you know, with the the team app uh, product that you guys are making, like, can you go into uh, a little detail about that? Because I'm really, as a streamer and as a podcaster, I'm really interested in that type of mix app. Like, that's I'm looking at it right now on the website, and I'm I'm salivating as I'm looking at it. I'm like, this this is this is something that I need right now because I, I hate trying to use on screen controls to do yeah. stuff that I could manually edit if I had like the right device. And I, I'm currently looking for a mix amp and I, I don't want to go back with another Astro mix amp. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean the team amp, see like you call, you call it mix amp. That's a wonderful name to trademark. So, but I mean, that's how people know it. Uh, so that's why we kind of TM'd our name team amp. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's an audio files, uh, box really. I mean, it's, if you are into, audio sound quality in game directionality and just separation of channels yeah i mean we worked with dts to to tune it um we you know there are a lot of audiophiles and professionals touch that product uh so mainly 
it actually serves two two purposes. It's for two people, and uh, and it's definitely not for everyone. Uh, one one is that streamer. That's you know this new breed of entertainer at home trying to kind of you know do their thing with consoles and PCs and all this you know a device that they need that fits in between all their hardware console hardware or PC hardware that allows them to kind of hear things properly and kind of pass through things as needed um, so that's that's one customer definitely or you know a target person that we developed this for mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is really the not even a person, but uh, this tournament organizers and TOs, uh, you know, the MLGs and ESLs of the world, really, because this device is is a uh, is the only way to make a lag-free team network, watch network in, a, in an esport event. So uh, again, develop with feedback from from all these. Uh, People and um, yeah, and it's uh, it's also uh, in partnership with our you know licensing partner Sony. Um, it's a little delayed. I'm I'm sad about that. We were we were hoping to launch that by now, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's kind of like you know few things held up in licensing, and you know when you work with companies like Sony, they have offices all around the world, and we try to launch the thing globally, mm-hmm. you know, in Japan, in Europe, and US at the same time. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, bureaucracies are still there, but uh, yeah, I'm. It's in beta right now, so if you want to test, actually, I will be happy to send you one to uh, check out the team. But yeah, that will be our third product that we release, and hopefully, uh, kind of continue that fine line we are walking. That's you know, no compromise products. Hey, I like I said, you you guys, the the quality. I it, okay. So when it came to the look, when you guys were looking at the look of the 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 purple and white for the logo, and also for like your products with the sleek metallic black with the the purple yeah. trim. That right there, like it. That's like getting in a. I, I would say that's that's like getting in a, a high end BMW versus like a. Most other products being like a a Toyota or I'm trying to think of a I'm bad with car analogies, but I, I think you probably know where I'm going. Like it's it's really it's it's like a Lexus. It, it, it's it's such a a high end look. Like I'm looking at it, I'm like this does not look like a gaming product. Whereas everything <laughs> else screams I'm a gamer. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and what is that? I mean, that's really there is no <laughs> look like. I mean, in the you know early part of this you know you know let's say this console generation, or maybe even last like PS3, Xbox 360 you know times. I mean, so everybody assumed that the gamers want something out of a game, you know, that looks like it's made. So there is this you know very aggressive, very angular, you know, very you know kind of futuristic looking products that that were out there i mean that trend kind of went on for a while uh i might have even worked on products like that because that's what people really were resonating and relating to Mm -hmm. and um yeah i mean man this this is a good question i mean purple especially i mean like it's you know back in 2016 when we were developing the early stages of the brand i mean such a big risk right i mean you know we showed the product line, uh, the concepts, you know, to the partners, Sony. I, I never forget, like I was at a, 
we were in an E3 meeting room. Uh, and, you know, I had like back-to-back -back meetings with Sony and Microsoft. Hey, here's this new initiative, Victrix. We're trying to, you know, here's our product line. And, yeah, I mean, like Microsoft guys, you know, a room full of, you know, executives. Well, not really executives, maybe, but like, you know, this gaming third-party licensing guys and such, you know, they, they look at your product, they look at your feature set and say, wow, this is a hard sell, looks good, but why purple? Just can you make ours green? And then the next meeting, Sony said, can you make ours blue? <laughs> uh, so this purple was really, uh, you know, what are you doing? I mean, why why are you insisting on purple? It's such a big risk. Guys don't like purple color, you know. There was that. But the reality is no. I mean, it is a... It's a wonderful color, first of all. I mean, it's the darkest color in the spectrum. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a unisex color. Uh, it definitely uh, speaks to this, you know, demographic we are uh, trying to talk to. Um, and it's kind of like this. It is a little dangerous, sinister, kind of uh, mysterious aura to it. Uh, so the first first call was, hey, let's stick to purple as our um, you know, main color, and that's the, you know our brand color mainly, and an accent. I just don't overdo it. You know, black lights, uh, UV uh, lighting. You know, and um, so we stuck with it. And I don't know. I'm sure there are people out there who didn't buy our product, saying, "I wish it was. It came in blue." I don't know. I mean, like the fight stick is uh, has the ability to change the colors. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of the future products that we might we might add this, but. Overall, we didn't see it as a, as a as a negative. And then coming to the the design and the um, kind of the lines, I mean, we wanted to do something very organic that you know that looks comfortable. Like on the headsets uh, scenario, for example, I mean, I mentioned that we got a lot of inspiration from aviation. Mm -hmm. uh, like there is this company called David and Clark. It's kind of like that iconic helicopter pilot's headset you've seen in many movies in business they're great work uh so i mean when you look at our headset kind of feels like a aviation headsets uh or you know gives you that feeling that's by design also um you know and obviously metal metal is a is a difficult material to work with molds and kind of get into shape um you know it's unlike plastic you can put plastic in any form you want by injecting it mm -hmm. Uh, you know, metal is harder to work with, but it's also more rewarding if you can, if you can <laughs> put it, you know, make it do what you want it to do, and it kind of really rewards you. So, I mean, that we we let metal to guide us too. I mean, there are certain things that you can do with it, and so we we mind those uh, limitations and bend the product around this, you know, wonderful aluminum and magnesium steel structures. Um, and yeah, so that let that guide the design. Take the fight stick for example. I mean, it's mm -hmm. the first time in in the hardware uh, in you know in gaming that we extruded a massive piece of aluminum, for example. I mean, that's that case alone, just like making that casing of the <laughs> fight pro FS fight stick, costs more than the retail price of some of the fight sticks out there. I mean, just alone that that piece. <laughs> is a is a you know state of art to to get it in that stage. Many people touch it, many machines touch it. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's kind of gives you that rigid, cool you know structure, the chassis that you can build upon. Well, yeah. 
What can I say? I, mean, I can go all night. If you ask me about product design, that's my soft spot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's go into the product design. Like I, th- this is stuff like myself and the audience. We love like when, when people like to go into detail companies I've had on, we, we're interested on in that aspect and it, because very, you know, oftentimes as a consumer, we don't really get to see the behind the scenes, you know, aspect of it. How is this created? What went into it? What was the planning process? Like, if you feel comfortable going into it, I mean, I'm, I have nothing but time. I, I, I know you're busy, so it's, it's up to you. It's up <laughs> no, to you. I'm, uh, I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, you edit these. If if I keep blabbering, it's got me short. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm having an excellent time here. Nice, nice. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, like. The, See, I always use this analogy, you know. If an Olympic skier, you know, he doesn't go to Dick's Sporting Goods to buy a pair of skis, you know. Mm-hmm. It's made for him at a, you know, a prototype facility in, you know, by Solomon probably in mm-hmm. Switzerland. So there are people just kind of like, you know, measure him, look at him, and just kind of make the perfect pair of skis for him. I think this is uh, the starting point, you know, to c- kind of come up with product design. I mean, ideally, we, we each uh, have our own bespoke hardware that goes with us. And we are all so different from heads. I mean, head, making a headset is the hardest thing because of just just us humans being very different than each other. Head sizes and, you know, ear shapes, different clamp forcing, you know. Actually, I'm very pleased with the fight stick because fight stick, it's got to be the solid, the right weight, you know, the responsiveness, you know, so the design of the fight stick was completely different animal compared to the headset. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ideally we all, you know, have our customized products and that's what we try to do as much as possible. I mean, this is, you know, uh, these products are for the, you know, competitors for the most discerning gamers. So yeah, we, um, we, we didn't cut a corner. I mean, we try to innovate, uh, like we, like you, you're a streamer, um, or, you know, but we ask the players like on average, you know, what's their stream is like. I mean, hours on end they wear the headsets. You know, mm-hmm. um, like one one problem obviously was it was you know the heat and humidity. Um, you know, you kind of ear cushions materials. If you, I mean, PU is the most elegant way to kind of seal uh, around the ear for. I mean, it's good for audio quality mm-hmm. as well to kind of block out the outside noise, um, you know, the right uh, foam behind it, the memory slow return foams. But as a result, you know, in return, it, it gets hot. Mm-hmm. And basically kind of sealing around your ear. I mean, the issue is not really the temperature, but the humidity your body, uh, you know, builds up. And then uh, and after a while, you're like, you know, I don't want this thing on my head anymore. You know, it just becomes unbearable. Um so we kind of invited this uh, cooling levers on the headset, for example. You kind of turn the levers, opens up the, you know, literally turns the headset into an open back. And, uh, you know, the humidity levels go back to normal within 30 seconds. But you experience it as a, as a cooling sensation. I mean, we designed it for the pro players between matches or the streamers who kind of go on hard. And, uh, but some of the streamers also told us, hey, you know what, I really like this feature. Because I can now hear my girlfriend in the same room. You know, it's kind of concrete <laughs> awareness. So, yeah, some things we didn't plan on, frankly. Uh, that was kind of like a welcome side effect of it. Um, yeah, so design, it, it went behind. I mean, we 
see engineering and design traditionally can kind of collide sometimes mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean in you know engineers are very practical they just want to kind of get to the kind of functional form and mm-hmm. they don't um, want to worry too much about the aesthetics and in certain cases actually that design aesthetics challenge the, the elegance of engineering you know um, but you know if you can find a good equilibrium, a balance between a, you know good design and engineering, and have them have them um, kind of coexist in a harmonious way, <laughs> which, I, which I like to think that our company is built upon. You know, like this company's engineers and designers are very good friends. They go to lunch together, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they are good friends. They they respect each other. Um, I think that reflects on on the end product. So. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's just I, I I'll say this, man. I've never seen anything like what you guys have created, like at all. Not in the gaming sphere at all. And it's it's I'm I'm literally I'm looking at more pictures and I'm like, oh my god, this thing looks amazing. Like even with the fight stick, with the fact that you have the straps that you can sling it on your back, whereas yep. other fight sticks, like people have specialty backpacks just to put their stick in and. You know, all this other stuff to carry it around and you can just put it on and just wear it and, and go. And you can, there's one of the other features I saw is with the, uh, the pro FS, you can actually pull the, the lever out for the, for the stick, yeah. for the ball top. And yeah. I feel like no one else has done that. Like, oh, that... no, no, it's not true. Uh, actually it's been done for many years by a, a mother, uh, out of Illinois. His name is, uh, Clayton, Clayton Knight, Freak Mods. Oh. Uh, he's known as, uh, so the link his product has been out for many years. I mean, you can buy it in arcade shop, those, you know, Paradise, those guys sell it online. You can mm-hmm. buy it. Yeah, no, Clayton is uh, is a, you know, a wonderful person and an engineer. Uh, I mean, he does this as a hobby, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's come up with this many years ago. It's a very elegant solution. Uh, you know, we... I would like to think that we improved upon it uh, slightly. So that's why we call our part the Link 2. Um, you know, one of the improvements I would I want to say is that the, our shaft is smooth. Mm-hmm. Some of the players who kind of, you know, that wine glass hole, I guess you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Link 1's shaft was kind of, you know, ornamental. There was some, you know, structure. So it's kind of like a step structure in it. So, uh, like, one of the complaints about it was that, that it's not comfortable. So uh, we, we kind of improved upon that. Uh, you know, we kind of add the washer. But no, by all means, I mean, good products sometimes are just kind of like an iteration, an improvement upon an existing uh, tech. Like I said, you know, we looked at other fight sticks. Uh, so, you know, definitely Clayton's Freak Mods uh, link has a lot to do with that feature. But, yeah, no, we, it's definitely a, a, a very important aspect of a fight stick, especially a traveling pro's fight stick. You know, take Justin. I mean, he, he told me he doesn't even take anything but a backpack. He hates checking bags. Mm-hmm. So he tries to fit everything uh, he takes to an event into this one backpack. And uh, there's his laptop in there. There's his three, four day of clothing uh, and his fight stick. So uh, that definitely saves space. To, to remove that. Also, it's also kind of helps the integrity of the lever and the, the, the JLF, right? I mean, you don't want that to, to, to be like moving around while you're transporting it. Uh, it messes with this, its springs. 
So yeah, that's definitely one of the travel-friendly features of ProFS. Handles, you know, we build handles. We we observe the guys are like, you know, they're done with their match, and they kind of hold this, uh, you know, fight stick under their arm for hours on end, kind of watching the in the venues. So we kind of observe that's kind of you know we said either shoulder strap attachments or handles give these guys an easy way to grab the product. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of thought went into those. Awesome, awesome. And and the 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 other thing too with the uh, the pro uh, FS that's really amazing is the ability to just wrap the cord around that uh, the the placement that's there, and that's better than having to deal with a, a lever. Because I know with like the Hori fight sticks, uh, if you use the the real arcade pros, they got the lever or the the door compartment door you can open and yeah. you can wind them up and put the cord in there, or with you know the design of Razor and I believe well yeah Razor. I'm not sure about Quamba, as I haven't really seen too many of the Quambas use this, or if they have at all. But I know the the Mac ST2s and whatnot would have the the screw ins, and you yeah. have to screw it and move it. And then if that cable broke and you couldn't find that specific cable, you were kind of SOL. But the way you guys have done it, I'm like, man, that's it's it's. I'm sorry, I'm I'm fanboying right now because it's it's, the design is just, it shows that with your R&D, you're actively working with, you know, gamers, pro players, consumers. It it shows. Your work just shows that you guys are really active. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, you know, looking back, I want to say that's one of the, those cable attachments, which are very functional, and thank you for liking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very useful, and you know, we we asked the players again. Of course, a lot of thought went behind it, but in hindsight, now I want to kind of look back a little postmortem. I want to. I, I mean, I would like to think that we could have done better job actually with those cable wraps mm-hmm. because uh, you know, Pro FS is such a sleek, elegant shape. That is uh, extruded. It's like a peel shape with a slope for your wrist. And then there is those cable uh, T cords, which can be removed, by the way. I mean, we have a tool inside the door. You can like take those out with ease. But I mean, in hindsight, now I look at it, I think that we could have find a more elegant way to to store the cable. I mean, mm-hmm. we do back door. I mean, there is a compartment. It's very tight. That like currently that cable wouldn't fit in there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Maybe that would have been a a, a solution, um, or you know, but the innovation, you know, research doesn't stop, I and mean, we keep we, we are still thinking about this, like how else we could have, we can store the, you know. So we're we're, we, in fact, we will have a we will have an alternative to this uh, in like the next six to eight months. Uh, but yeah, I mean that is um, that is one of those instances that maybe you think about the function. Uh, before form and mm-hmm. you know get it done. Uh, again, in hindsight, I think it could have been better. If I have to criticize ProFS, uh, that would be the one aspect of it I would actually personally. Okay, okay. Hey, I mean, there's always room for improvement. You guys yeah. are trailblazing with you know innovation that I just personally have not seen in the gaming sphere. So, whatever t- the the second iteration is going to be, I, I I view it as something that's going to just blow this one completely away. And you've already <laughs> blown away my expectations and my, 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 
my thoughts on what I would think that I would want. I'm looking at it and I'm hearing about it. I'm like, man, it's really something when you, you find a product or a service or anything that you, you didn't know that you wanted it until you actually got to use it or see it. And you're like, Oh, I could definitely implement that. I could definitely use that. And I'm just, I'm just amazed. And nah. you know, people, I'm not paid by Vitrix to say that, but <laughs> I'm just, uh, just the, the design, the look of it, all the good feedback. I'm just blown away. I really am. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot, Casanova. <laughs> um, so as far as, um, you know, as far as like the marketing side of it, uh, how, how involved are you with that? Like with getting the word out? Um, you mean as a company or me? How involved with marketing I am? That's my main job, I feel like. Right? <laughs> hey, I just had to ask a question. I know, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fascinating, man. I mean, I love this part of this, you know, because, uh, you know, like with product, we're kind of breaking the rules a little bit, doing a, you know, completely different approach, cutting the middleman, trying to get to the people who want these products directly, mm-hmm. you know, talking to them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this social media age of, you know, kind of speaking your minds, I mean, that is the most effective, most authentic way to do it. Yeah. So I will continue doing that. I mean, we are the, you know, I feel like we are a very real uh, organization. You know, we are down to earth. Our DMs are open. People talk to us all the time. I mean, most people, uh, you know, we, we don't advertise this much, but we actually, when you buy the product, you notice that we... We actually etch a phone number on the on the products. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you ever have a problem with any of them at any point, like your level stops working, whatever I mean can be, the things that we put it in there, not for the things that we can think of, but mostly for the things that we can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. You can call. It literally rings a cell phone number, you know, in my team, and uh, you know if that guy is on vacation and PTO, I mean he passes the phone. Uh, so this, we call it the VIP phone in the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's no, it's not that no automated system, no <laughs> voicemail. You literally just ring one of us and we're like, Hey, how can we help you? And, uh, I mean, that's how we want to approach this. Uh, you know, no need to, I mean, we already spent most of our money on the development of the product that took uh, really most of it. So, like, mainly, that's the reason. We don't have the deep pockets of other companies to do kind of this grand PR blitz and marketing campaigns, mm-hmm. you know, ads, traditional traditional marketing. So, instead, we we rely on the community and the people we, we work with. You know, if they, you know, the, I mean, the sponsored players, influencers, or the customers, really. I mean, you know, and we, we are hoping that the truth will prevail, like they will get out there. And the fact that these products all have a lot of thought, a lot of uh, R&D efforts, a lot of hard work, really, I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, love behind them. And, uh, yeah. and we're hoping that, you know, that will resonate with the community and they will want to say, hey, you know what? Thanks, man. I mean, I'm really enjoying this product and I want to say something about it. And then hopefully that will, you know, convert people to brand ambassadors and they will influence other people and we'll be around for a while. Definitely. And, you know, looking at it from a marketing perspective, like I, I, what I, I went to school uh, for marketing. So I have a degree in marketing and I I look at it now, like if I could go back 15 years and and tell myself 
like, hey, you know, the marketing landscape will change. It's going to be more of a grassroots thing than it is more of a uh, company standpoint of a PR firm, then I, I would definitely do so. Because the way marketing is now, I mean, the way you guys have taken the approach of, of, of a grassroots style is completely unlike anything anyone else is doing. Like, and it's it's paying off. And I, I just had to uh, hats off to you guys for that. Like, that's really amazing. I, I love the approach. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully. And yeah, really young, brilliant, you know, kids, you know, all our kids, but I'm 42. I mean, I have like 22, 23 year olds working for me, coming up with brilliant ideas on how can we, you know, be heard. And I, and I love it. You know, it's, I mean, those are the voices we need to kind of get our message across. And um, I'm winding down to two questions I have left. Uh, one of them is, um, I want to know, like, uh, what are some things you like to do? I know we talked about the company and talked about the work that you, you do, but, you know, what do you like to do? Like, when you're you're not having to work or, you know, in your spare time, do you like to game? Oh. Do you like to travel? Man, I... Uh... I love gaming, of course. I mean, that's why I'm I'm blessed, man. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't remember a time I didn't have a game console or you know a machine mm-hmm. or entertainment. So uh, and yeah, I mean, I I'm just for years now. I'm blessed to be working in gaming industry, and uh, you know, I'm also very lucky that I. I met my wife, and uh, and he, and she's a gamer too. And this is, I mean, I guess it's not no coincidence, but this is something that kind of holds us together as well, because like mm-hmm. we enjoy playing video games together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I had my phases. You know, I you know I was into RPGs. I was into driving games for the longest time. I actually competed in uh, PlayStation uh, Nissan GT Academy. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was one of the yeah. early esports, actually. You know, yeah. PlayStation yeah. was doing with Nissan. I was in Hong Kong at the time. Uh, yeah, no, I was into driving games, um, and then you know, now recently, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I have two kids; they love Minecraft, so I kind of go back to that, you know, you know, I, to that kind of foundation of like what's kind of how gaming bug gets into you. So I kind of enjoy doing that on the weekends. Um, but you know, later in the night, I mean, we don't watch movies. We don't really watch TV cable anymore. <laughs> it's all about like, you know, a battle Royale. I mean, uh, we are still on that battle, uh, blackouts wagon. Actually, mm-hmm. as I'm talking to you, I'm kind of looking at my wife's screen. She's kind of, you know, playing around a quad, uh, with, with, with the team. You know, we have, we have a lot of friends, you know, in real life. <laughs> but we also, you know, I, I, know, I, I know people for like a decades online that I've never met them in my life. And I still feel like they are some of my closest friends in the world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is what fuels me. I mean, I want to, I relate to the people who use these products. Most of the time I'm thinking, uh, you know, what do, you know, how can I improve this starts in, my experience of playing video games. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just lucky that I still get to get, get to do it uh, and, you know, work within the industry. Yeah. Hopefully we'll make it, make a difference. Definitely. You definitely will. There's, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. You, you definitely will. 
And it, so, it, that that just makes me uh, think about uh, myself and my wife. Uh, you know how you were saying, like you and your wife, you're both gamers and you game together. Yeah. My wife and I actually do that too. Uh, we we're both, uh, and, and it's so rare because. I feel like it's one of the things that kind of makes, especially with our marriage, it makes our marriage stronger. But she's really into gaming. Like she plays RPGs. She'll play action games, adventure games. And sometimes she'll sit and play retro games with me. Like lately I've been um, working with a friend. He's made a uh, original take on, I don't know if you're a fan of like the Double Dragon franchise. I know of it, of course. I cannot say I'm a fan. Uh, well, <laughs> expert but yeah of course no go ahead so my uh one of my friends he actually has built from the ground up uh uh a full ultimate experience of double dragon using the uh using uh super double dragon the super nintendo version of double dragon as the basis and it has everything in it from bruce lee style maneuvers style changes to every you can switch styles to every double dragon game from one to super and oh, wow. uh, my wife and I were playing it because we're, we're beta testing it before. Because it's a fan game, so you can't, you know, yeah. sell it yet. But uh, we're, we, she'll sit and play that with me. We'll play, you know, Minecraft together. We'll play uh, the E series or Zelda or Mario Party. Or you nice. know, she's really into it. Like, <laughs> we'll play Diablo. Like, she's a big Diablo fan. Like, Diablo Dude, 1. right? Like, I mean... I can you imagine, you know, you, your significant other, your wife was like someone, hey, can you please stop playing this, you know, let's do something else. Right. I mean, I think it wouldn't work out at all. And do uh, you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. And, you know, and I've been there, and it's like there are people who don't understand, like, you know, just like you may like to watch TV to wind down or to have a good time or, or listen to music or watch movies, some of us like the game. You know, it's an, it's an outlet. And it's really good huh. when you have a partner or a significant other that – can enjoy that with you yeah indeed man well uh i got a question for you sure. on this all right so uh you know we're coming into fgc like we've run i don't know if you've seen but when we launched the pro fs we've uh we throw a party and we kind of party was also a local tournament so a bunch of people come and compete it's you know our players were there it was a good old time you know so mm -hmm. i feel you know, the FGC communities like are, are perhaps the, the most passionate and in a way, uh, you know, less toxic of, of yeah. the, <laughs> uh, the communities. It, explain your community for me, can you? Like the Hawaiian FGC. Uh, how would you go by it? Um, like what, what, what aspect of it? Like, like uh, what, do you, what do you guys do? I mean, do you guys have a local, you know, what's the size of it? Uh, you know, you guys, you know, like I was, uh, I was sitting, you know, at a dinner with Yoshinori Ono, actually, the producer, you know, from Capcom. Yeah, and he's, he said, he's like, frequently he out here. To, <laughs> he loves to throw a major, uh, you know, he will, you know, definitely see something in Honolulu as a, as a premiere event. Uh, I mean, do you, like, what's the, what's the scene like? And if I was in Honolulu, if I was in Hawaii, and I want to kind of go play uh, fighting games, like, where would I go? Who do I need to know? How, the, how is it like that over there? Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, the scene we have here, there's there's a couple scenes. We have one on the Big Island, uh, which is run by my friend Travis. It's called uh, Hawaii FGC, and uh, we also have uh, the one here on uh, Oahu in Honolulu, 
uh, which is Video Gamers Hawaii, which is run by my friend Keith Lemos, and uh, really good turnout. So we have weeklies every Thursday, uh, usually from seven to uh, eleven o'clock at night at Osayami Bar and Grill, and we we get good turnout. A couple hundred people uh, every week come out. Uh, and when we have the bigger tournaments, the bigger outlets, uh, we've had some at the Blaisdell, some at. Um, uh, what's the other place? Uh, we had a big Smash Brothers tournament uh, that had a couple. I think I want to say at least six six to seven hundred people turn out for that. Uh, usually nice. our, our our big fighting games, so with Tekken, Street Fighter, Smash Brothers, you're looking at uh, a couple hundred people, anywhere from like five to six hundred, maybe more. Uh, the only limitation, I feel like, if we had bigger venues we would have more people. We could probably hit the thousands because people just love what, you know, Keith and Video Gamers Hawaii does. Like, uh, we actually, some you know, big news, I'll announce it. Uh, we actually just got added to the uh, Tekken World Tour. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 something major. You know, Keith, Keith has I mean, been working really hard for the last five years, and I'm I'm really proud of him for that. Okay, now I know what I'm doing next time I come to Hawaii. <laughs> you show me around. It's not about beaches and uh, pools for me anymore. You know, I would love to uh, kind of participate where we can. You know, I would love to connect with you guys. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, it's 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 something. Uh, we we even uh, just recently uh, video gamers Hawaii. We just got to uh, Kauai Con. Got we got our own booth and panel and everything there. So that's. I'm really excited for for what Keith has been doing with that, and uh, with the upcoming event, uh, Hawaii Con in September. Um, the directors of that venue, uh, or for that event, the gaming director and overall seeing uh, director reached out to me personally on Facebook. Um, they want uh, for my podcast if I would be there and you know do like a a live panel like interview in front of the fans with all the voice actors there. Uh, we're Possibly going to have uh, Ruben Langdon, the voice of Dante from Devil May Cry 5. He's he's actually a good friend of mine. Uh, he he might be there. I know there's going to be a bunch of other video game and anime voice actors. Some uh, They're going to have some fighting game tournaments there. And uh, they, they're like, yeah, if there's anything, any products or any companies you'd like to showcase, like just let us know. You have our direct line. And I'm like, I'm all there. Like, I, it's... Our scene here in Hawaii, we're very, we're just, we're, think the passion of the FGC, but with a loving, uh, supportive spirit that's just <laughs> unique to Hawaii. Like, there's, there's nothing like it. Our, the Aloha uh, spirit is there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's, that's an awesome mix. Yeah. No, I'm impressed. Uh, yeah. Love to, uh, come check it out. I'll definitely time it with one of my trips in the future. But Hawaii is where I like to chill, you know. I mean, it's a one flight from West Coast, so that's why I like coming there every chance I have. Yeah, and, and I had been, I had heard, uh, you know, how you you brought up uh, what Yoshinori Ono was saying. I've actually been hearing yeah. that for a while. Uh, there's interest, you know, from Capcom with doing an event out here in Hawaii. You know, something possibly Capcom Pro Tour at some point. Uh, yeah. I also have a friend over at uh, Hori who was telling me that you know Nam- Bandai Namco is interested, and he was saying a lot of companies are interested in Hawaii. They just don't know what's there or what's an avenue in, what's really going on because there's not really anything 
showcasing what we do and 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 that's something i'm trying to do not only with my podcast but with you know my channel and my brand and and working in partnership with uh, video gamers hawaii and hawaii fgc i want to showcase what is actually going on hawaii beyond the tourist you know imagery that you're shown we have a lot going on here we there's a new um we have a new local that just opened up uh up in uh kaneohe uh no actually not kaneohe um I want to say Kunia uh, on the west side called the gym and basically they have this you know they do big fighting game tournaments there um they're they're doing Tekken uh Guilty Gear Under Night and Birth uh they want to do Samurai Showdown and you know they're partnered with Video Games Hawaii myself and we're just branching we're trying to we're trying to get the world to see like hey you come to hawaii there's more than just beaches and and mai tais <laughs> you know there's yeah. something more you can do if you want well, you have a, you have an ally in me too i will uh tell you know the people i know that uh you know that there is a very robust community there and yeah i mean i think you're right most of the time people will kind of like maybe they don't know where to start uh you know if you if you kind of you know let's let's set up a meeting for you and talk to these guys mm-hmm. how you know how you can be you know resourceful and you know pull a major events uh in hawaii i'm sure they will love to do i mean not sure i already know i mean but they told me that they want to do a premiere so just kind of show them the ropes how to do it in hawaii would that be like a honolulu convention center where where, where would you say a premiere would take place uh they're gonna do a premiere out here uh, if it's going to be on Oahu, Tek- I would. Hmm? Oh, Tekken will be in Oahu. Okay. Uh, I think just because there's it, there's more options for if like people were to fly in, there's more things for them to do. Like uh, you know, and, and no disrespect to the other islands, it's just once you get out of the tourist area, it's very country in a way. So yeah. there's not you know really a whole lot you can do. Whereas uh, here, you know, being Oahu on Honolulu, it's it's very metropolitan. Like it's it, anything you want to do. If you want to travel to this side, there's always a place to see. It's something to do. It's you know, it's 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 very good. And I think the convention center would be excellent if we had an event. Uh, the other place I could think of would be either the Blaisdell, which would be really good. Uh, possibly we could do something at uh Dave and Busters. I, I I'm friends with the uh the marketing team there at, at our Hawaii location and I was actually saying to um to a couple of people before, like if we had like a big tournament and if we had, you know, international players and mainland players that fly in, they could if it's done at uh Dave and Busters, they could go to the room there there's like a event room, a media room where people could have fun there and if they want to because I know a lot of FGC people, they like to party, they like to drink, they like to <laughs> eat and have fun. And, like, there's a rooftop dedicated just for that. And they could just hop on the elevator and go up there. If they want to play at the arcade, they can go there. If they want to go to the movie theater, there's a movie theater right next door to Dave & Buster's. And even if they do it at Hawaii Convention Center or at the Blaisdell, like, there's stuff within the vicinity. Whereas yeah. it's somewhere else, like one of the other islands, you're kind of limited in what you can do. But I mean, hey, that it's there's options abound. There's it, a plethora of options you can you can use. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and you hit it on there. You know, 
food. I mean, FGC community is like the biggest foodie community I've seen <laughs> right. in my life. You know, yeah. I mean, you said foods, you know, you get, you know, that's it. Where Where is the good food? And I'm, Hawaii is amazing food too. So yeah, it's a yeah. good mix. Yeah, it's, I, I guess the last question I have, man, is uh, are we, when are we going to see you out here in Hawaii? You know, you and also with the company Vitrix? Uh... I, I don't know. Uh, the, that's the short answer. In September, for example, is uh, TwitchCon. And this year, TwitchCon is in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a special show for us because, you know, we started there. Mm-hmm. So uh, now coming back to San Diego in our backyard. So uh, that's the end of September. So we'll be getting ready for that. We have uh, we have a couple products, new headsets coming up. We actually uh, are working on a wireless headset. We showed it at last TwitchCon. Mm-hmm. It's called Pro AFK. Get it? Get it? Uh, <laughs> so that is uh, that is coming up. In fact, maybe after this, I, you can help me out. We are looking for a uh, so the headsets. You know, in Victrix fashion, I mean, we try to kind of break the, you know, the mall and try, try to innovate. Mm-hmm. Like, what what would an ideal wireless headset uh, be like kind of thing? So there's like a bunch of kind of new bells and whistles on it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and this is not one of them. But one feature is like, because it has a lot of features, uh, you know, like this beeps and signals is not enough to communicate with the player. Mm-hmm. So the headset needs to tell you what mode it's in. Um, and uh, let me see. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely in full development mode. So, I mean, next stop for us is NCR, mm-hmm. NorCal Regionals. Um, and I don't know if you've seen, but, like, we have this laser machine. Mm-hmm. We take it everywhere we go. So, like, if someone gets a stick, we kind of, like, you know, laser etch it on the spot uh, for the people. So it's kind of, it's getting, a, you know, it's quite a production, kind of go from event to event. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, NCR... Uh, probably Texas Showdown, um, and then Combo Breakers, CEO, Evo, and then I'm kind of like already, all the way seeing it till, till the end of November already with all the events. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, let's stay in touch. I definitely would love to sponsor a, an ongoing event, uh, come out, and are you kidding me? I mean, it will be a <laughs> thing to do. I mean, we go, uh, you know, we go places all the time and hawaii would be on top of our list definitely man uh we we're definitely going to stay in touch and and also like let me know if there's anything you need like anything at all if there's anything i can do uh it's as good as done just let me know and if yeah uh, give us some feedback tell us challenges how we can make it better because i have this tireless team of idealist engineers and designers artists Mm -hmm. uh keep we'll keep at it we don't want to stop we want to keep working on products. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, anything I can do to help, uh, any promotions, any voice actors, any uh, showcasing of anything, I'm I'm your I'm your go-to guy. I'll help oh. out. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to you want to leave the audience with before we go? Uh, well, thank you so much for everyone to support us. Uh, even if you don't support us. You know, if product is too expensive for you for they, now, they, they secretly uh, support you. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, uh, save your money. I mean, they, these products worth really every penny. Uh, if you have a problem with them, we'll fix it. We will always stand by you. 
Um, again, I mean, I, I represent like a, a, a young, a very motivated group of people, idealists in gaming. Mm-hmm. We are trying to do things differently, uh, and it's hard because we are fighting against these big budgets, big deep pockets, big behemoths of companies out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually really motivated. I'm hoping that this this kind of develop product to spec, not a price points, and try to do better uh, in product development and design. You know, hopefully we are affecting other companies so that they can kind of come up with. Uh, better products so they challenge us to do even better at the end you know the consumers the gamers win so uh um, i hope that's you know this new era of esports and competitive gaming and you know serious gaming where people making a living out of gaming helps um, helps and end users to have a better experience in hardware so um i'll leave you with that awesome awesome i i i'm i love the I love the fact that competition breeds better, you know, better products, better, sure. better showings. And you guys are definitely, I, and I'll say this because I, I do uh, know people in other, the companies that work with the other fight six, you guys have put them on notice. They, they, they are like, they're like, okay, we've got to pick up our game. Like it, and it's, it's something. And I'm glad you guys have done that because there's nothing, as I said earlier, there's nothing like your product and it's amazing. Is truly amazing. I can't wait to get my hands on one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you. But yeah, you've got the full support of uh, Hawaii's number one podcast for the last year and a half. We've been the number one podcast uh, consecutively. So uh, you got the full support here. I've got support of Hawaii, the Hawaii FGC, Uh, myself, um, as you know, both myself and as my brand, Mikel Casanova. We're we're fully behind you. So. Anything you need, let us know, man. <laughs> we'll certainly do, Mikhail. I appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, and yeah, let's stay in touch. Give us some notes, really. I mean, you are you are the exact type of person we developed these for. Awesome. Yeah. All right, and with that being said, thank you for coming on the show. It's an absolute pleasure having you on. I definitely can't wait to uh, have you back on the show and you know get to see you at one of the conventions coming up and with that being said people make sure you go over to vitrixpro.com also check them out and follow them on social media on instagram on twitter on facebook and all their social media outlets and with this podcast you'll be able to catch it on itunes stitcher spotify TuneIn radio google Podcasts, and google play music and coming soon to iHeartRadio podcast one as well as Sirius XM Radio. And with that being said, this is Mikhail Casanova of Hawaii's number one radio podcast, the Casanova Podcast, and we are signing out, and we will see you on the next one. Did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I hope you did. And if you did, please make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe, and let us know what we can improve upon, what you liked, what you didn't like, and all that good stuff. And just make sure... You always have a good time. That being said, this is your boy Mikael Castanova, my wife's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out, and I'll catch you on the next episode.